the thing that I've felt has built out the business so successfully has been to really follow my gut on what I feel when I meet a candidate, when I listen to a potential therapist or to even a potential client, like, how is this going to work? Is this person, can I see it in my mind? Um, Does this flow? Does it feel comfortable? Welcome back or welcome to the Business and Board Shorts podcast. I'm your host, C.T. Kaup, and this podcast is dedicated to coastal entrepreneurs and business owners. In this week's conversation, we talk to Andrea Cornell of Cornell and Associates Marriage and Family Therapy Practice. She's located in sunny San Diego, California. Let's dive into this week's conversation. Andrea, how are you doing? Good. Thank you. I'm happy to be here. Can you tell us a little bit about your business? I have a therapy practice and um, we see clients who are coming in for issues that are, you know, difficult, uh, difficult times in their lives. So couples, families, individuals who are struggling with uh, pain or, you know, emotional suffering. And how did you get started in that realm? So I went to, in college, I started studying a lot of psychology uh, in classes that I just felt really drawn to understanding people and trying to kind of figure out why people behave and think and feel the way they do. And one door led to another, which was a psychology undergrad. And then I did a counseling internship and went to grad school and um, got my master's in counseling. And then, you know, it's all been, it's, it's, it's funny because people in my field can do a lot of different things, you know, different types of settings. They can work in hospitals, they can work in clinics, they can work in private practice. They can, and I always knew from the beginning that I really wanted to work in a private practice setting because I wanted to have more control over my, my schedule and my things and, and work for myself. And previously, you were based in New York, correct? Yes, yes. So there was a couple of chapters that um, developed as uh, sometimes life takes you on a on a tour of places. And I had been originally a licensed therapist in California, and then my uh, husband got a job in New York, and we moved out to New York. And <clears throat> come to find out that my license in New York would be a another track because they, they didn't necessarily reciprocate the licensure. So got licensed in New York and, um, worked with a really tough couple of, uh, jobs that, that were, you know, good for my experience level, good for my training, good for me being able to establish myself and and meet people in the community. And then, build toward the goal of my own practice, which I opened up an office in Union Square and eventually started to build up to the point that I got full and my schedule was, um, you know, very much in demand and then started hiring therapists to work in the practice, um, being able to see clients underneath me and with my consultation. And what was that transition like? How did, how did it go from just you to oh my gosh, I need to hire X amount more. (laughs) Um, You know, it was exciting because 
I was at the time in a, in a really cool office with neighbors that were also therapists that all, we all had our own business. So I think that that was always front of mind. Like everybody here wants to work for themselves. Everybody here has made a choice to hang up, you know, your name on a door and say, come to me. I'm, I'm a business. I can help you. And, um, it was a risk, definitely uh, a little nerve wracking at first to see, you know, who would work for me and what will they do as good of a job as I hope they will and represent the kinds of things that I bring into a therapy session or the kind of work ethic and, and presence that I try to bring to my clients. But I think, um, after meeting several therapists and just interviewing people and, and really the, the thing that I've felt has built out the business so successfully has been to really follow my gut on what I feel when I meet a candidate, when I listen to a potential therapist or to even a potential client, like, how is this going to work? Is this person, can I see it in my mind? Um, does this flow? Does it feel comfortable? And that usually translates to a positive in, in work. And now that you're in San Diego, can you tell us uh, what, what's the vibe like there? You know, we all see it uh, on postcards and, you know, uh, it's beautiful, absolutely beautiful. But uh, just kind of tell us from, from your uh, point of view and your words. Yeah. So I uh, made a transition t- uh, from New York to California and now, you know, settling in San Diego. Um, and it's wonderful out here. People are definitely very, very attached to their outdoor beach time. Um, most people, I would say, spend as you know as much of the t- there's a there's a big culture around being outside, around using um, all of the the things that are accessible out here, like hiking, swimming, surfing, paddleboarding. <clears throat> excuse me, just being able to really, you know, to have seasons not affect the weather as much um, allows people to just stay out on the beach and go on a lot of hikes and trails in the mountains and uh, canyons around here. And so it's a very active place. People are looking to get outside. Yeah. Switch back gear, switch gears back to to the business side. Are you seeing a lot more uh, virtual or, I mean, obviously in the current climate, there's more virtual, but uh, I guess what I was trying to say was previous to that, were you doing a lot of virtual or did you really have to make the switch once COVID hit? Once COVID hit, um, everything went virtual. I had a lot of clients over the last several years move from New York to California. Or, um, so I had already seen the transition of people that were you know, moving uh, and wanted to stay in therapy doing sessions every week. So um, I have a had a, you know, some California based people already. And now everybody's choosing to do it online and uh, it translates really well. And do you think that will continue once we get to quote unquote normal or whatever that looks like in the future? Or do you think it's, it's always going to end up just being a hybrid? Um, I think this new way of, of really doing it online has opened up the possibility that you can do it either way. I think some people really appreciate the fact that it's, it's convenient to do it online because you can just show up and if you have a private enough space, you can really have a conversation 
about things that, you know, are going on that are really personal and that you don't necessarily need to sit in an office across from the person to have that. But I think for other people, it does feel like, gosh, you know, I really want to have that space and time away from everything. So it depends on the person, but I, I, I don't think it'll go back to being all back in the office. I think it's going to be half and half. Hey, it's CT. I'm interrupting my own show because I'm now open to new clients or I have a wait list for website design projects and marketing strategy sessions. If you're tired of throwing your marketing dollars down the drain and want a website that actually drives new business, let's hop on a call. You can book a free hour with me at ctcoup.com slash B-I-B. That's C-T-K-A-U-P-P dot com slash B-I-B. No fluff, no BS, just everything you need to up your online presence today. Now back to the show. What do you enjoy most about what you do? I love being inside people's stories with them. You know, like I, I love that I know a person through their point of view and their, and whether that's on a screen that we're talking or face to face in an office, I love getting a whole landscape of someone's life only through their perspective, because I don't have permission to speak to anyone about what they're saying to me. Um, it's all confidential. Uh, of like bearing that, you know, there's like a life threatening something. But um, to me, it feels like a privilege to spend time with people that way and just understand what they're going through or what they think or how they feel. What do you think makes you and or your practice unique in what you offer? I think for myself, I am a style of therapist that uses very different schools of thought. So I think sometimes people go to school and they train to become a therapist and they have a set way, you know, where they're either very uh, traditional and quiet and they take notes and they kind of let the person go where they need to go. And then there are more modern types of therapists that really look for solutions and are very like, almost like a coach style um, and get in there with, you know, a, a real back and forth. And I think what I really believe is genuinely different about me is that I, I'm, I'm good at being both. I can be, um, I think very mindful of when someone needs their space to kind of go and I can tap, you know, maybe one little detail in the conversation and then it kind of opens up another door. And other times I feel like people really need to know that somebody gets it and that they get it on like a gut level or uh, something that feels much more like a relationship. So um, I think the chemistry of figuring out what therapists and what clients go well together has been one of the best things I've been able to do in my practices that not, not just anybody can come in and say, Hey, you know, I'm going through this thing. I need a therapist. You have to find, it's just like friendships or mentors or trainers or, you know, good coworkers and supervisors, there's something that really has to line up where you click with that person. Yeah. There's got to be that mutual connection, chemistry mm -hmm. vibe. Yeah, no, I'm totally, I'm totally with you. So I have a listener question for you. Uh, they would like to know when is the first time that you saw yourself, you know, in action with a, with a couple um, and you saw like a breakthrough um, you know, you don't have to give any personal uh, details mm -hmm. of them, just as much as you feel comfortable with, you know, just one of the first times of, uh, of seeing that breakthrough. 
Okay. Um, and with a couple specifically? Uh, however you, however you would like it. Yeah. Okay. Or, uh, or a couple. Okay. Um, well, I'll give you a, a little bit of each, um, with a couple, I feel like, um, you know, sometimes there are, there are moments where in, in the therapy room where, or in the conversation where you just, you really see how pain, how much pain someone is in and how lost they feel and how they just don't understand, like, they just don't know how it's ever going to get better, whatever the situation may be. Um, especially if a couple is going through a tough time as a relationship in crisis. And I think some of the most impactful moments have been when, as a therapist, I've asked a couple to say something that they're trying to tell me because they they really you know want the therapist to get it and to see my side and to really just shift the conversation over to their partner. And I think just watching someone lock eyes with their partner, use their voice in a way that is, you can tell that they're they're. They just want to be heard and feel listened to, and they're not trying to just win the, the argument um, and watching people sort of not forget that I'm there because my role sometimes as a witness really changes how people act. You know, sometimes when we're alone, um, I don't know, we just, we're not the same. So to have them be mindful, like this person's watching me say something to my partner, but I'm really going to open up. Um, those have been moments that I'll, uh, I think I'm seeing it like, wow, those people are really listening to each other. There's some love like going through this moment. Um, I think on an individual level, um, I have, it's, it's interesting toward the, the most impactful kind of big moment I felt in the room is sometimes in the goodbye. It's really sad. But it's also such a beautiful moment to like really have worked with someone and have gone through so much and been such a part of that, their, their world in their, in their mind. And then when you realize, you know, it's going to end because it, it needs to end at some point. Um, and just kind of really taking in that moment to say like, thank you for doing this. And there's, there's usually a, a, a moment of some reflection of like what happened and how it happened. And those are always like the big ones where I'm like, Oh my gosh, I need my tissue. I'm going to get teary. It's, it's big. No, that's beautiful. I appreciate you sharing that. What is the best business advice you've ever received? Hmm. That I've received. Um, let's see. I, that if I can't see it in my mind, it, it just, it can't really grow into reality. You know, like if there's a wonderful idea and it's so exciting and, you know, there's just all this potential in it that, um, the way I think sometimes athletes visualize like their, I don't know, their, their game in front of them and they can see themselves like making that goal or making that shot and getting to the finish line. Like, I feel like I need to be able to see how something looks up and running in my mind. Like, what does it look like when the person is calling? Where do they go when they need, you know, this, uh, whatever. But without seeing it, visualizing it very clearly, it, it's, it's probably a, a sign that something needs to be retuned. And how about what is the best life advice you've ever received? 
life advice. Um, hmm, so this is something I, we talked about in therapy quite a bit, um, that a couple of things. One is that uh, things are always changing. So, you know, no matter how bad and, and really painful things are, they, they will change, they, they just do. And same goes for the highs, you know, as good and smooth and all put together as things can feel, and they are sometimes, um, to remember that it's okay that we, we don't need to just control everything. It just, it changes, it constantly changes. So that advice coupled in with the, the big therapy piece, which is everything, you know, you can, for as much love as you have for someone, you can also be that angry at them. Like everything has a shadow side to it. So trying to remember that, and it goes, you know, with this thing about good things and bad things and stuff, that there's always a, a whole circle to it. And you can't, um, you can't really, you can deny that you, you know, you have, I don't know, I don't know how to say this very eloquently. It's okay to, to have a whole experience and to let yourself feel all of your feelings and um, be be grateful for what you have. It's going to change. It always changes. It doesn't mean that that's bad. And um, it's okay to, to feel as much as you can. If my listeners want to check out more on your practice, where can they go? To my website, cornellmfts.com. That's Marriage Family Therapy S as in Sam.com. Awesome. Thank you very much for coming on. Thank you so much.